Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Wednesday, May 10th. What impact did the pandemic have on our attitudes toward our careers? Well, according to a new survey, if you're considering a career change, you're not alone. We discussed the research with Justin Kennebby from the University of Calgary's Haskane School of Business. Concerns have been raised that artificial intelligence will be detrimental to the education system, but a Canadian academic expert says banning chat GPT from the classroom is actually a bad idea. We explore the topic with Sarah Eaton, professor of education at the University of Calgary. Don't forget your mom on Mother's Day. It's this Sunday, by the way. And don't disappoint mom with another boring gift. We get some fun, unique gift ideas from our friends at Showcase, including the latest in footwear, the Shandle Bubble Slide. What would motivate you to change careers? And did the pandemic impact what you look for in a job? If you're considering a career change, you're not alone. A new study from the Haskane School of Business finds that the appetite for change remains strong. Joining us to discuss is Justin Knibby, Master of Management and Assistant Professor, Entrepreneurship and Innovation at UCalgary's Haskane School of Business, and he's got a long business card to go along with that. Good morning to you, Justin. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Uh, good. Sue, and I, Sue and I were talking off mic, Justin, how I don't think that we'd be having this kind of a, a mental shift when it comes to our careers if it wasn't for the pandemic. So uh, can you tell us the impact the pandemic has had towards people's tolerance and desire for a career change? Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting take on it. And I think most of us would agree here. Coming out of the pandemic, we find that a lot of people kind of looked at their lives and went, what do I actually want to be doing for the next 10 or 20 years? And, and am I where I want to be? So we're finding uh, in, in the study we have here, the two biggest motivators for career change. Number one was financial growth, uh, which makes sense because a lot of people are with rising inflation, cost of living, a lot of people are struggling. But number two was work-life balance, meaning that a lot of people actually kind of looked at Instead of going, okay, I'm going to be at this job for the next 20 years, and this is what I'm going to be doing, maybe there's a different way I want to live or spend my time. And number one, what are the financial resources I need? And number two, what do I actually want to be doing? And maybe my job isn't the central role in that. It's fascinating, isn't it, that that sort of work-life balance has just become part of the lexicon, and I really think the pandemic sort of brought it all home as to why are we spending so much time running around like idiots doing all this work instead of, you know, enjoying life a little bit. Honestly, I think that's a that's a lot of the attitude. And even for myself, like my wife and I would have lunch together every day. And now people are going, hey, I don't know that I want to spend an hour every morning uh, on the train to work and an hour home. And I can do a lot of that work and still have a lot more time to spend with my family. All right. So if I decide I want to make a career change, what are the biggest barriers that people are looking at? So Is, the biggest things we should consider. Sorry, the biggest barriers? Yeah, like what we have to consider and what do people consider the barriers holding them back? Yeah, so actually, number one, one of the, the, the biggest barriers we saw is actually the feelings associated with it. Like there's a lot of hesitancy, anxiety, fear around change, which I think we've all seen uh, or felt even. We see that in our students as well going, even coming out of the pandemic, like we're fearful of going back into the classroom. Um, In Calgary, the study showed that it was actually the effort it requires. Like we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. Uh, We might be okay with our job and and we're kind of uncertain what the next steps would be. Can you talk a little bit more, Justin, in terms of um, the results that you found, you know, with percentages and that when you did the breakdown and did the survey of, of what 
Albertans, what Calgarians kind of associate associate career change with in terms of feelings, perhaps? Yeah, so I, I briefly kind of just mentioned that quickly, but when we looked at the main feelings associated with career change. So uh, in Calgary, number one was uncertainty, and that was actually the same across Canada. So 45% of Calgarians, the, the first thing that came to mind was like this uncertain feeling. Number two was anxiety in Calgary, 41%. Uh, similar across Canada at 40%. Um, and then hesitancy was the num- was the the third one. So uncertainty, anxiety, hesitancy, which I think is common, whether it's a you know a move, a new partner, um, a new child, pet, a- any of these big changes can really bring a lot of fear and uncertainty along with them. Justin, within the study, did you notice anything when it comes to the age demographics in that want for a career change? Is there a difference in the different age demos? There, I don't have that one right in front of me, but what was interesting is that we actually found post-pandemic, kind of coming back to your first uh, question, one in two Canadians are more interested in a career change. So younger people um, under 29 are more receptive, kind of coming out of that, Uh, and uh, but but everyone across the board, uh, at, at least somewhat more interested, was 47% or higher coming out of the pandemic. Was there anything about loyalty brought up within the survey, Justin? Anybody talking about, you know, how maybe companies, people don't feel that companies are as loyal, so maybe they're not going to be as much? You know, it is so interesting because what we thought we would find kind of some of those common uh, main barriers to change would be, you know, my, my workplace culture, uh, values, things like that. But instead, what we're finding is those were actually rated a lot lower as far as motivators. So people went, I don't know that I'm going to be here, uh, or I don't know that I want to be here. So we're not actually looking for things like, if I am going to move, it's a better culture, or it's, or it's a better alignment with my values. We're actually going, you know what, it's more about me and I think I want to live my life a little differently and I want to spend more time at home or or traveling or or doing these things I love. Uh, What are you hearing for those folks who want to make a change as far as you know taking it to the next level in going back to school updating their education were there some numbers on that or are these folks that want to take their applicable skills and, and move to a similar job or are they willing to go back to school? So there's a little bit of everything. Again, it comes down to a lot of uncertainty. I don't actually know what my next steps would be. And that's where Hesgain really comes in. So we're one of the places people look to. If you're looking to change, you think about, you know, just a different job where I can maybe make more money or do I need more skills? And so that's where Hesgain uh, really tries to meet people in that fear and anxiety by going, we have really flexible programming. So a, a lot of people go, you know, maybe I'm, I'm really good in one area and I'm kind of known as that tech woman or that tech man. But in order to climb my field, I need more business skills or I need to learn the language of business. So we have a lot of different programs in the evening, in the daytime, uh, master of management, and some of those trends we're seeing are really aligning with that. So uh, since its inception in 2019, our master of management program has 168% increase in enrollment. Uh, we have a new DBA, Doctor of Business Administration, which has 40 students in it with its first cohort graduating in June, and that's an older crowd. So we're seeing that a lot of people are going, okay, if I do want to make these changes, uh, coming back and learning some new skills might be a big part of that for me. I love that idea because, you know, business is, is one of those things, you can never have enough business 
sense, right? What, no matter what you might want to do. So if people are not happy in their career, they want to go back to school, maybe Haskane Business School uh, or School of Business is not a bad idea. And I know you've got some grants up to $10,000 available. So it is a, a very smart idea. If people want to think a little bit more about Haskane, is there a, a best way to get in touch with the school, Justin? Yeah, they can just go onto our website, haskane.ca, and, uh, or sorry, haskane.ucalgary.ca, and you can see all our different master's programs, uh, all our different programs available. And, uh, and again, sometimes you know, you may go, I know kind of the area I want to go into, or you have no idea, which was myself when I did my MBA. Sometimes you just come back to school going, I don't actually have a clue. And you try a whole bunch of different things, and you learn through that process, and you meet a lot of people. A great topic. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for your time, Justin. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great morning. You too. That is Justin Kenibi uh, from the University of Calgary's Haskane School of Business. Should artificial intelligence be banned from the classroom? Is it detrimental to the education system? Our next guest says banning AI like ChatGPT from the classroom is actually a bad idea. Leading Canadian academic expert Sarah Eaton is an associate professor of education at the University of Calgary and joins us. Good morning to you this morning, Professor. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Sarah, in your opinion, should educators ban apps like ChatGPT? Lots of discussion around this. Yeah, lots of discussion around this. I I don't really think that that's, you know, really helping our our students, whether they're in elementary school or university. Artificial intelligence is is here to stay. So I think it's kind of up to us educators to figure out how do we use this stuff ethically um, so our kids are ready for the workforce later on. All right, so let's talk about that. You said using it ethically. Can you give us an example how, how it would be used ethically for teaching and learning? Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing would be to be open about its use. So, um, you know, that not try, not trying to ban it, uh, but then also students letting teachers know, yeah, I use ChatGPT to help me with my homework. So, one, declaring that you've used it, and then two, not having the app do the work for you, but rather having apps assist you with the work. So, generating a draft that the student can then use to work on themselves. So it's kind of all about how you ask the question to something, an AI like chat GPT, not do the work for me, but couldn't you give me some background on, for example, right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then also, I mean, not just accepting it and then cutting and pasting it, but also, you know, reviewing it, doing the fact-checking. We talk a lot in schools about teaching critical thinking. Well, fact-checking is just critical thinking, you know, in a really simplified form. So if we can teach students to not necessarily believe everything that these apps output, but rather to go and do their own work behind the scenes to ensure that it's uh, it's truthful, uh, it's got, you know, proper references, that kind of thing for students in university of course so it's a starting point one well, not really an ending point not at this not at this stage let's take a look sarah the other side we're talking about this student use and how it might change their workflow or you know their output what about from from an educator's perspective how could it be used to maybe you know teach lessons is that something that's being looked at yeah, I think there's lots of people starting to do this, and certainly that's a big question. Um, certainly for the upcoming school year, you know, like any children that are five years old or younger, those kids will never know school without artificial intelligence. So the question you've asked is a big one, I think, that teachers are going to be facing for the upcoming school year. There's, I've seen lots of news reports about, you know, profs using chat GPT and similar technologies to write research articles. So everybody's going to be faced with this, you know, I would say this year for sure. 
as you say, you're not putting that genie back in the lamp, so might as well find a way to work with it as opposed to against it. Uh, I know you've got some comments on uh, crit- criticism that using chat GPT, for example, might have negative effects on students' intelligence and on their learning. Your thoughts? Well, it's like every new technology, there's a moral panic, right? So, you know, uh, with my parents' generation, it was, or grandparents' generation, I guess it was the radio. People thought the radio was going to corrupt young minds back in the day. And then it was the television. We thought, oh, that's going to make kids stupid. Then then it was all about screen time and students are going to lose their ability to think or become hyper-violent. And there's not a lot of evidence that any of that happened. So this is kind of just the next new technology. And our ability to think and be creative and interact with each other, that's still going to be there. Very interesting conversation and super timely, Sarah. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much. Sarah Eden is an associate professor of education at the University of Calgary. Underscore the date because we're just four days out from Mother's Day 2023. Are you prepared? You don't want to have that ho-hum gift for mom. Don't be boring. we got some fun ideas, unique ideas from our friends at Showcase. Joining us on the line once again is Danny Boom, trends expert at Showcase. Hello there to you, Danny. Hey, Andy. How's it going today? Good, good. I know you guys like to do things a little different. You like to dig deep from around the globe to get the best and unique products. And I guess Mother's Day is no different for you, is it? That's right. Well, we've done something a little different this year because, as people know, that Showcase has a, a basically unique algorithm that we source all the trends from the world and then we bring them directly to market. So if you've seen it on social media, it's definitely going to be in one of our 109 stores across Canada and you can find it when you shop at showcase.com. Um, now, the cool thing is what we did this year, we did something completely different. We took our algorithm, we popped it into ChatGPT <laughs> and we... And we said, hey, what products go with what kind of mom? So if you're a TikTok mom, an Instagram mom, a Facebook mom, or a Pinterest mom, what, you know, what, what type of gifts would they like? So we spat it all out. We, we, we basically went through the data. We gave it, some, um, gave it some products. And then it actually sorted it out by the search history of moms that shop at Showcase. So we're going to share that with you today. That's super cool. Okay, so we won't be able to run through everything, obviously, but yeah. let's start with, I'm a Facebook uh, Facebook mom, but what about Instagram moms? I feel <laughs> like those are the two platforms most of our moms might be on. Okay, so let's go. Instagram mom is the cool, trendy mom, okay? Love style. So we actually have retro, um, like, pop T-shirts now, and I actually feel aged by this because <laughs> Britney is the number one selling T-shirt Britney of a is retro, retro Danny? Yes, I know. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> there was Bowie. We've got Bowie, but there's there's Britney as well. So um, the, the retro band T-shirts are, are big. And then also the bubble chandel right now. It is the, it's going to like wild. I hate to say wildfire when I'm talking to you guys. Actually, I should have said that. But, um, but when we're talking about hot deals right now, the bubble chandel is the number one um, shoe that's out there. Wow, a chandel. chandel. Okay, now this one, this is very niche, and I think that they're very particular. The Pinterest moms, you know, they're all about the do-it-yourselfers, so they do a lot of stuff themselves. Uh, so what, what do we have for them? Well, you know, this is great. Pinterest moms love to do things, right? We have um, a really cool doodle book, which is called the Reverse Coloring Book. 
Okay, so what it is, is we've already got the colours in the book. There's uh, smidges and swatches and splodges. And then what you do is you doodle your pictures within the lines of that. So you let your mind find the picture, which is amazing. And I've also got um, a great puzzle uh, by Jackie. It's kind of like Lego, but it's more intricate. And what we do is we do um, a kind of like there's flowers, lilies, bouquets that you can build up 3,000 pieces of little plastic um, pieces. Cool. Okay, Facebook mom, tell me about me. What do you got for Facebook me? Facebook mom, oh, well, you love groups, right? So mm-hmm. you love cooking. So we've got some great cooking items at, at Showcase, but we've also got Tapple because words, words groups, books, clubs like that everybody likes to word search so as a get together as a group you want tapple the world's fastest word game wow incredible stuff yep. uh, we've got a huge list here uh we could continue but the bottom line and what i've taken from this is that uh, we can get everything we want from showcase mm-hmm. but you can and, but don't forget we've got same day delivery with oh. doordash from any of our stores so don't forget mother's day and you want, and don't forget to buy from showcase because you will definitely have it to you on time oh, that's and kind of don't important. forget your mother there's Don't that. do that. No. You're going to hop online at ca.shopatshowcase.com. Thank you so much, Danny, for your time. Lovely talking to you guys. Be safe. Bye. It's Danny Boom. Of course, he is a trend expert with Showcase. And uh, yeah, he said, I can't believe that, 109 different locations across Canada. Crazy.